Welcome to the Mom Powerment Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids, even when they are experiencing their most challenging behaviors. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Mom Powerment Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. On this episode today, I'm excited to welcome Isabella and Emily. These two girls go to Padua Academy, and I recently interviewed their teacher on a recent podcast, Mr. Ryan Shelton, for those of you who might be following our episodes, but certainly go back and listen to that one because that one prompted me to call these two who said, yeah, sure, we'll join your podcast. So Isabella and Emily, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So first of all, tell us a little bit about you. What grade are you in? What are your interests? Are you into sports? What kind of hobbies do you do? Things you do in your downtime? Just give us like one or two, three sentences. Uh, We just love to learn a little bit about you. Um, I'll go first. Um, I'm Bella. I'm a senior at Padua. Um, I work a lot (laughs) outside of school. Um, I volunteer at Ronald McDonald House a lot. So I did like a virtual program this summer and past fall. And then I've kind of done, I've been doing meditation for a while now, but Mr. Shelton definitely sparked more of an interest for me. So yeah, that's kind of how I got more into meditation. That's so cool. And I love that you volunteer at the Ronald McDonald House. Thank you for giving back in that way. Emily, what about you? So I'm Emily. I'm a senior at Padua as well. I'm in 12th grade. Um, I play field hockey. Our season actually just ended. We sadly lost in the... um, first round of the finals against Polytech. Um, I like being active. I kind of, I run a lot. So I'm into that sort of thing. It's almost like another form of meditation. So I like it in that way. And same as Bella, I've kind of always been slightly into meditation, but then when we kind of like met Mr. Shelton and contacted him about like being leaders of the club, like that's when I really started uh, using it more in like my day-to-day life, so. Wow. So take us back to the first day you walked into Mr. Shelton's class and he sort of like talked about, hey, we're just going to sit for like three minutes quietly. And I think he says he sometimes turns the light out if it's comfortable. Go back to those first few minutes for us and tell us what was going through your mind. What questions did you have? What what, what kind of thoughts did you have? I was really excited at first because I've never had a teacher do that like in a class because it was just a nice way to like the first day of school or like the first time in his class, it was a nice way to like rewind and just backtrack like my whole day. And that's kind of how I felt throughout the year when we had those moments, like it was just a way to like relax and just get my mind straight. Cause I was just going from one class to another, to another. And then your mind's racing. Like, where am I? Like, what do I have to do? So it definitely was a good way to like relax the beginning. Yeah, kind of like going off of that. It's like just kind of the craziness of life it gets your like the amount of thoughts that go through my head like during the day is just crazy so like to even sit down for those three minutes and just like close my eyes and kind of like reprioritize and like rethink everything it just helped me a ton like even in three minutes which is crazy 
So, because when he first introduced it to you, he uses the word meditation, right? And some people uh, use use the word mindfulness, or they just sit and and. Did you have any skepticism of it or what is your religious background? Because I know a lot of people hear meditation like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be like a Buddha and you're going to sit cross like and you're going to hum like that's crazy with a candle on like, no, no, no. You know, some people just have that's their first thought of it. So what is what may I ask what your your religious background is or is, is your family something you, they were open to? So it was it was more open and easy for you to sort of walk into that or tell, tell us a little bit more about that. So I was raised Catholic, so, but I don't really um, connect um, meditation with religion. Like I kind of just see it as like a way to like self-care almost, like kind of taking a break for your mind, not really like relating it to religion, like how some people do. Um, so that's kind of how I view it. I don't really connect it with religion. So it wasn't really a big like, oh my God, I don't know if I should do this or not, or if my parents are going to like let me do it. It was kind of like, oh, I can do this to help myself and like more, like be more relaxed throughout the day and help like my anxiety and all this other stuff. So. That was helpful. Yeah, similar to Bella, I was raised Catholic, but my parents aren't strict in what I believe or like what I, uh, how I want to kind of like live, I guess. So meditation, yeah, I don't connect it to um, religion. I mean, if I were to ever like, I guess like praying, I just don't think it like for people to say, you know, like, oh, I would never do meditation because I'm a Catholic. Like, I don't think that makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like anyone can really do it. It's more like getting in touch with yourself and you can make it about religion if you want to like incorporate praying or anything like that. Like, it's really, I feel like your own um, personal thing. So you can personalize it however you want. And what was the experience of three minutes like? you set the stage for our listeners? Like if they were a fly on the wall, what would that have looked like in your classroom? Um, so like I said before, like when you're going back and forth between classes, like when you have seven classes in a day, I think that's what we had before, or like six, like your mind just goes like all, all over the place. Like, oh, I have math homework due tomorrow. I have to do this lit stuff tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like today I have to do this. I have to go to work after school. Like your mind's just racing all the time. So when I first sat down, it was just a moment of like peace. I felt kind of, and just closing your eyes, being able to relax and just, I don't want to say like you're not thinking, but you're trying not to think of the thoughts that are constantly racing through your mind. So it was a nice break from those thoughts and just like being able to like focus on my, like my breathing definitely like made me more calm inside. So that was really nice. Yeah. For me, it was like to describe it, the perfect way to describe it is like, it was literally a deep breath, like taking in a deep breath and just kind of like feeling calm and okay with like what's going on and just being able to be like kind of tell yourself like everything's fine like in the grand scheme of things it's okay you can prioritize all these things and then just kind of like it was just like a way to just feel like tranquility and just yeah peace like Bella said and now that you've been practicing it for a while now what what has changed or or what's different now that is yeah, a market difference or change that you want to share with the listeners? Um, I definitely, I don't want to lie and say that I don't have sometimes trouble like calming myself down because it's going to be different every time you meditate. But um, it definitely is easier for me to like 
like find these cues in myself almost and just like no like don't think about that like just focus on your breathing like it's easier for me to get back on my breath and just like focus on that now after doing it for a while um and I remember like the first couple sessions in class like I kind of would just like think and like organize in my mind like how I would do stuff and I was like no that's not what I'm supposed to be doing like I need to breathe and just focus on like myself and just like not really think about those thoughts right now and so I kind of steered away from thinking about like my day and everything and just kind of just breathing and understanding like okay I'm calm like this is okay everything's okay like Emily was saying and just a moment to take it for myself like a deep breath so yeah for for me I I've definitely gotten like seen so much improvement in how much I can like focus myself and like center myself because obviously the first time I even tried meditation or even like thought about the concept of meditation I was like I could never do that like I just wouldn't be able to do that and the way that but the way that Mr. Shelton like described it to me because he told us about how he went on like uh I think a meditation trip yeah like a how long was meditation, I think. Yeah, three-day meditation with like no talking and he like described it I was just like so intrigued I was like I would love to like feel that like I don't know so in the past like it's been hard of course and especially like right now during like these times and just constant like anxious thoughts going through my head but like I like guided meditations and they really help me because with someone kind of like telling you to like recenter yourself and focus your breath like I've gotten so much better at it and it's really helpful. Yeah I think um, Mr. Shelton shared that I asked him how was the longest time you did a silent meditation and he told me 20 days. I was like how in the world did you do that? I mean, I've heard of people doing like nine days, 10 days. Still, I think that's like, like, A, who would have 10 days anywhere to just go silently meditate, right? <laughs> but totally fascinating to me. So what if, um, what if people listening to this um, kind of try it or are scared to try it or, or tell others that they're doing it because of what other people might say. I mean, not everybody is open and accepting of this. What would you say to encourage someone listening like that? Um, it's all about like where you start kind of um, like, you don't have to like tell the whole world that you're meditating. Like you can kind of only do it. Like there's apps on my phone that I use sometimes. So you can definitely download one app that is like the calm app. And there's like guided meditations on there. So I would honestly start with there or even on YouTube if you want to try it like on yourself. And if you don't feel like it's for you, then you don't have to continue with it. But if you do feel like it's making you feel better inside, then I don't really like to listen to what other people say if it make me, makes me feel better unless I'm hurting someone. But like, um, then I would definitely continue with it. And the whole world doesn't have to know that you're meditating if, it, if people don't accept it. But definitely if it makes you feel good after the first try, I definitely would recommend continuing with it. Yeah, I think it's funny because, I mean, a lot of people kind of have this like off feeling or like connotation when they think of meditation because they're just like, oh, that's like for hippies, like who would do that, like that kind of thing. Because I was the same way. I mean, when I was younger, I joined meditation club freshman year and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sleep this whole time. <laughs> but like in reality, like I think I honestly think everyone should try it, especially with the way like people like how stressful people's lives are these days and just like going from one thing to another like I think 
I honestly think it's beneficial for everyone to try. And like Bella said, if they don't like it, they don't like it. But like, I've had friends who are like, what? I would never meditate. And then I like meditate with them and they're like, wait, I felt kind of good after that. And it's just like crazy. Like even after one time you can feel even the slightest bit better. So. That was so cool. And then, so Mr. Shelton started this after school club. So tell us a little bit about that. So we kind of, after we, after he kind of um, like brought that into Padua or whatever, like we kind of took the initiative to become leaders of that club just because we were so intrigued with like the in-class and the, um, when it wasn't going to be in-class, it was going to be 10 minutes and it was going to be after school. So we started doing that. And honestly, the first 10 minute session, when we did it all together, I felt so good afterwards. It was in the chapel and not even relating to religion. It was just such a nice, like peaceful place to be with like, um, like low lights, like very calm, not like very quiet with him, like still guiding us. And then I just, I know I didn't fall asleep in the middle, but I just was in like such a like peace. Like I was in yeah. such a good place. So I definitely really liked that. And how often was that in the week? I think it was, I'm trying to remember, it was a long time ago, like pre-COVID, but it was like every other week, I think we did it. Or once a month. Every week. I every, feel like it was like every Thursday. I don't know, but. it was. And you said there was like 20 kids that would show up. Yeah, so we had like 20 kids sign up, I believe, and we would put posters like around the school like to get the word out and we sent emails to the kids who signed up for it. Um, obviously, some people have after school activities, so they couldn't make it all the time, but I would say we usually would get like 10 people at least, like including staff members too. Wow. So it was and, just really nice to see everyone come. And Emily, so this piqued your interest so much that you turned this into your junior research project. Can you tell us about that? So I thought like I was just so interested in it, like I said, and I did uh, my whole paper kind of like researching if meditation is actually beneficial, like statistically, does it show that it's benefited people? Like, and um, I did all that research. I looked at studies and found like actual facts that it benefits health and like not just mental health, but it can also benefit physical health. And it was really interesting, so. And you you mentioned that you almost have a drive or an inspiration to find a way to share it. So all kids in all schools have access to this. Yeah, I so my meditation, I mean, my paper was an argumentative research paper. So it was kind of like, saying that I think it should be included somehow into schools, especially for younger kids, to start them off like at an earlier age and kind of get them on this path to like handle their stress in like mindful ways. And I just felt like it would just be beneficial for like an entire school community to kind of fit it into their day somehow. Well, I couldn't agree with you more because at North Star Elementary, our school counselor heard from down the street Cook Elementary that they had a mindfulness coach coming in once a week for 15 minutes, once a week, eight weeks, and leading the kids in a mindfulness lesson. And just thought it was the most amazing thing because like you said, that self-care, how can we help kids like, come to that place of calm and that rest in the midst of this crazy, crazy world. So the following year, we uh, did a just a pilot in our first grade 
And the student feedback and the staff feedback was so overwhelming that they came to the whole building leadership team and they're like, we have to get this for the whole school. So uh, last school year, we brought it to all the kids and they asked the kids before and after in second and fifth grade of these eight weeks. And the percent of kids who said it helped them sleep better, it helped them feel more calm. Uh, the high percent of kids who thought this should be taught to other kids uh, was so inspiring that a couple of the teachers and I, we took some of the fundamental courses of it through mindful schools. And Emily, I like you, if we can find a way to get this in every school, mm -hmm. I think it should be a global initiative and who knows, who knows what, what could happen, but uh, reading your um, blog on Mr. Shelton's uh, website, and I'll put that in the link in the description of this podcast so others can follow and read it. Was so inspiring and I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you. Yes. It's I just think it would be so like crazy just to see how different like our communities and our world even would be if like that was incorporated into education. Like it helped me so much as an older student. I'm just like if I had this when I was a younger student, I right? would be a changed person. I yeah pave the way like especially like in middle school like you're going through a lot of stuff like mm -hmm. so many emotions like, a lot of stuff like there's a lot of drama so a lot of emotions like people are going through puberty so there's a lot of emotions and just a lot of anxiety i feel like is built up through middle school and then throughout high school so definitely having like meditation and like mindfulness tips would be so helpful i feel like for younger kids yeah especially <laughs> and one of you wrote in i can't remember which of your articles it was that um Oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. It was something you were saying, Isabella, about, oh, it's we're our worst critic. And to stop that voice for just a period of time, or like some people will say, I can't meditate. I sit down and I got all these thoughts. And then some people will say, let them come, let them go. If it's there, don't judge it. Just let it pass by. And I thought that was really powerful. When you, when you said that. So if someone was listening to this and they were like a little bit intrigued, what is something you would say as a first step for them to just try something with? Um, I would definitely say like, get yourself into like a calm space. And it's kind of hard to do meditation when you're in like a hectic place, like to settle down and really focus on yourself. Or even just to start with like research, like you can look at like videos on YouTube and like there's definitely videos like about how meditation has changed someone's life. Or I know Mr. Shelton also, he was showing us like a PowerPoint in school of like mindfulness tips or like how we can implement mindfulness into our lives. So even like looking up stuff similar to that would definitely helpful. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend meditation. So like getting into a calm space. And like I said earlier, like downloading those apps like Calm or like on YouTube, searching up meditation or like meditation tips like closing your eyes being in a calm space like low um like a low volume space would be really helpful i think yeah i would say definitely find a quiet space or like your your safe space and um on top of that i would say don't like don't expect too much from yourself at first like don't expect that after your first time you're gonna be like wow this changed my life like I would say start off with 
kind of uh, shorter times, maybe like Mr. Shelton's three minutes, because you don't want to get, you know, frustrated with your thoughts or anything like that. And it kind of is a gradual for me, it was like a gradual growth to go from the three minute to a five minute to a 10 minute. And now depending on how I'm feeling, I kind of do whatever uh, length I think I need at that time. But yeah, I think it's definitely like involves growth and focus so yeah I love that you said that like don't have that that high expectation that the first time it wasn't something that really really changed you mm-hmm. like it's okay and don't give up on that and hey I just you know invite you to try it again yeah and start small right start with in class we start the kids with 30 seconds we bring a chime and we we just say um sit with your backs up tall like a tree and your hands resting gently in your lap. And, and we just say, we invite them to close their eyes or look down at the floor because some kids don't feel comfortable closing their eyes in a group. So you just make that as open and um, easy for them that they would do. And it's interesting from week to week, you slowly increase that time. And some of the classes were getting up to two and two and a half minutes for like six and seven year olds, like that was huge. Yeah. Um, so if a child or middle schooler or high schooler came home and said to their parent, like, hey, I practiced mindfulness in school today, or I did this meditation. If a parent's listening to this and maybe they aren't, it, it's just a little bit of a hurdle to think that their kid might be doing that for whatever reason, for whatever you know background they come to the table with, what would be a word that you would say to them of how they, how they should address it or what they should say or do? Maybe like starting with their kid, like saying how they kind of view it and how it made them feel. Because if it's making, in my opinion, if it's making your kid feel well, like inside and makes them like feel a difference, then I definitely think it's something that should continue. But um, you obviously could um, pick what meditation they choose. Like if you don't want some words in it, I guess you'd say like on YouTube, if that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Um, what I was going to say is just kind of uh, be accepting of what they're doing and kind of like don't automatically because I feel like again like people have the connotation towards uh, meditation and mindfulness like whether it's with religion or anything they've heard about it I think like it's just different for everyone. So if your kid is coming to you saying, oh, I practice mindfulness, it really helped me. It, re- it made me feel a lot better than kind of just um, like be non-judgmental towards them and just accept the fact that it's something that they feel good doing. So, and it's not harming them. So I feel like it's something that you should just be along with, like follow along with them on their journey or whatever they want to do. Yeah, I think that's so super helpful. Thanks for sharing those words. Well, in closing, I want to share two quotes that I pulled from your articles that really just struck a chord in my heart. And I think it will be inspirational to our listeners. So I'll start with Isabella's who, and I quote said, I believe that people in our society struggle with creating these positive thoughts and finding peace with themselves and one another. If more people meditated, I believe our society would be more open-minded and people would be able to live more freely. And I just thought that was so liberating that I just wanted to like, (laughs) 
I don't know, shouted across, like, I'm going to make like a Facebook post out of it. Like, that was so beautiful. That was so beautiful, Isabella. So not that you have to add anything on top of that, but if you want to say anything, you're certainly welcome. Yeah, I just definitely feel like if more people practice meditation, I think, I think a lot of people have like built up anger and sometimes they take it out on other people or like put it out in a bad way. So I think with like meditation and mindfulness, like you wouldn't have that built up anger or you wouldn't have as much and you know how like to reciprocate your feelings to others better and just kind of take a step back and look, okay, I'm fine. Like everything's going to be okay. And I think that also goes with like a lot of like mental health issues. Like I think a lot of people, especially in our age, like have anxiety and all these worries about like college. So I think definitely having like meditation and mindfulness in like in their life would definitely help with those things. And even if you, like Emily said, like start little, and just like go from there, I think it definitely would help with the stress that comes along with being in high school and like the, all the emotions that come with it, so. Absolutely. It's like a proactive approach to therapy that you might not have to pay for or maybe a medicine <laughs> you may or may not need to be on. But imagine a society that slowly, if, if, if we helped more and more individuals, kids, teens practice this, you're right, imagine that actually could be a beautiful society of citizens contributing in such a beautiful way. Yeah, and again, on like the teens, like with mental health, I think a lot of us like built up inside because they don't really feel like they're comfortable with talking to other people. So meditation would definitely be like an own version of like therapy, I wanna say, because you're by yourself, you don't like have to share your feelings, but it like allows you to think by yourself and just think through things and like allows you to um, really find peace within yourself if you're feeling those feelings. Yeah, I wish I had that when I was a teenager. <laughs> um, and then Emily, here's yours. <laughs> um, so you said meditation would be beneficial for students if implemented into classrooms nationwide. And I love your quote. I know we had already mentioned that, but you said, as a society, we definitely struggle with finding love within ourselves and within others. And I believe if more people meditated, society would become more peaceful and relationships would be stronger. That's so beautiful. Yeah, just kind I love of that. adding on to, I mean, it, it relates with Bella's quote. It's just going back to like thinking about how different our society would be if everyone kind of was able to have this, um, like just have that, mindfulness in their life and be able to just take a deep breath and I just feel like people would be so much nicer to each other because I feel like when I started meditating I could before I would lash out on someone or react to something a certain way because of my emotions I was able to kind of take a step back and be like wait this is because I'm feeling this way and I shouldn't like Take react to this. Yeah, I shouldn't react to this problem in this way. I should do it in this way. It just, I feel like, made me so much more of like a mindful person, just thinking about my actions, thinking about how my actions would affect other people if I did them, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I yeah. relationships would be a lot stronger if everyone kind of experienced that. Yeah, one of the biggest changes for me in taking and I just say it's three deep breaths 
Um, it's when someone said something that upset me, or maybe I have to make a difficult phone call or approach uh, a situation that, that might be challenging on either side. And when I just stop and take those three deep breaths, I'm telling you, it changes everything. Well, the science behind your brain says that your brain will be literally in a different state of mind after you give it oxygen and your heart stops racing, right? And your heart heart stops pounding and you know we all feel the heat rising up into our neck. And all of those are just signaling alarms, which you know I call it the freaked out stage that no one can think clearly in in that place anyway. And it is a marked difference of how I say what I say and the thoughts that change in my head that were really negative and spiraling downward and are, you know, maybe not all super positive, but definitely heading in that direction, which is anything better than, you know, what I was feeling before. Um, huge, huge change um, for me personally in, in my practice with uh, mindfulness meditation and what we teach our kids at school. Yeah, kind of to add on to that, I just re really remember like junior year, Mr. Shelton highlighting like being kind and compassionate to others. So I really feel like meditation also helped me like to be that person because you don't really know what's going on with everyone, like what they're going through, and that's kind of how I feel with meditation. So like I'm able to calm myself down. I have all these worries, and I'm just like, well, everyone else is probably doing the same thing. They have all these worries going through their head. So you really don't know how other people, like what they're going through. So even when I like react to something else, like I'm always trying to think like, maybe they did this because of something that they're going through. So I don't want to be too harsh or just like be more kind and like understanding to them, like about any situation, honestly. So that's yeah. definitely something that Mr. Shelton, I feel like implemented more in my life and like made it like, a, like something to really um, hold on to, to be a kind, compassionate human being. So That's beautiful. Well, that's a lovely and wonderful place to end. Is there any last thoughts that you want to share with our audience before we go? I'm just really glad I got this opportunity. <laughs> thank, you. Honestly, thank you so much for contacting us and because with everything going on meditation has been one important right now for me but also two I haven't been able to get it in school or like it's been hard to do after school meditations in school meditation just obviously with circumstance so like to have this opportunity was just really cool and I'm, I just want to say thank you. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Mom Powerment Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to help you live a happier, healthier life with your kids. Click subscribe today and we can't wait to have you join us on our next episode. Thanks again. And remember, don't worry, be happy. Hey there, it's Karin. I hope that you're enjoying the show. And by the way, if you're a mom who wants to learn how to help your child when they're struggling behaviorally or facing challenges in school, get started today by getting my free short video course on first steps to mom empowerment. Go to www.educationalimpactacademy.com forward slash free video. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in learning how to have a happy life and healthy life with your kids. So head on over to www.educationalimpactacademy.com forward slash free video and grab your free gift today.